What up, Hashtag Nation and Bills Mafia, and welcome once again to the Hashtag Sports presentation of the Buffalo Bills versus the Minnesota Vikings post game, where the Buffalo Bills fell short 33-30 to against the visiting 7-1 and Minnesota Vikings. Uh, as always, you can catch all of uh, our stuff at our socials, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All episodes will be on iTunes and Spotify for you to listen to if you don't catch it live. And also... Um, in association with DeanBlundell.com, this tonight's show is sponsored by Mr. Rogers Holmes. In the description of the video, you will see his link for his brochure, so make sure you give Sean a shout-out. Also, while you're here, hit that like and that subscribe button. Paul. Yes, Mario. I mean. Well, it happened. Well, it's over well, now. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean. Well, there was a lot that went on there, wasn't there? There's there just so much. There was, I think this, this sums it up. Thank you for Nautica for summing it up for us beautifully. <laughs> I'm dead inside. <laughs> yeah. So about all that, right. Um, uh, all right. So here's, here's the deal to me. It wasn't anything that happened in the third quarter or fourth quarter. Like there wasn't anything specific about this game. That was a problem for me, except yet another Josh Allen interception in the end zone. And the reason that you keep seeing that over and over again is because teams know that Allen doesn't have touch inside the 20. He does not. He's never shown touch inside the 20. It's not something he has. He runs around, throws a bullet. It gets caught or it doesn't. Hmm. So, so players, DBs know this and DBs study this and they know they can undercut his routes, right? If, because a lot of times he's rolling, right? So when he's rolling, what's he doing? He's taking away half the field, right? So as yeah. a DB, you know you can undercut something sooner or later. And that's yeah. exactly what we've seen with the last few interceptions in the red zone was a DB undercutting route, right? Because they know Allen's not going to put it to the back corner, you know, with an arc. They're, that's not going to happen. He's going to throw it 700 miles an hour. And uh, it's easy for DBs just to step in the right spot. You know, like they take chances. These defensive backs are all about taking chances. And yet we see yet another red zone interception. And you see it again as a DB undercutting around. You're not going to get past Adrian Peterson on that. He's been in the league too long. You know, like it's come on, come on, be better. Got to be better. So do you think it's, do you think where, what to you is the turning point in this game? Because there could have been, you could say a lot. There's a lot of them. I could take the layup. The layup is you you turned the ball over four times and lost by three in overtime. Yeah. Uh, uh, coincidentally, I mean, this is – here's what I'm worried about, Paul. There's two things that, that I'm really worried about. And I know Bills fans, Bills Mafia, Hashtag Nation, is, are, they're going to overreact to this, and as well they should. I mean, we are a very unique bunch when it comes to the passion that we have for the team that we cheer for and we talk about. Yeah. That being said, a couple things I want to say. The Bills have lost three games by a total of eight points. Let's just put that out on the table. Okay, you yeah. want to talk about the closed games, this and that. Mm-hmm. The second thing is with Sean McDermott has to be very, very careful with this team because with one side of the ball playing very well, I mean, the defense played well enough to win. You want to talk about them giving up 33 points. Well, seven of those was on a fumble by the offense, but like yep. this, when they had to have certain stops, they did make those stops mm-hmm. and that McDermott has to make sure that he doesn't lose his locker room with, you know, how poorly certain aspects of the game are going. That's number one. Number two, Ken Dorsey's getting out coached. Ooh. Okay. Well, before, before we get there, let's yes. get to uh Stebbin says, well, if uh, we had a distraction like an RB1, we wouldn't be this obvious in the red zone. So That's, do you think this is a Ken Dorsey issue in the red zone? Or do you think this is a Ken Dorsey issue all across the field? Because you and I, we're going to differ on this. I'm just letting yeah. you know, we do, we do not see this the same. Well, you know, Paul, <laughs> what is that one phrase that Chris Berman used to say? Once is an accident, two is a trend, three is a problem. Yeah, this is three straight. Game. The Buffalo Bills haven't scored a second half touchdown since Kansas City. Mm-hmm. That speaks to second half adjustments. Great point. Mm-hmm. To me, that speaks to second half adjustments. You're scoring a ton of points with your script and what you're doing in the first half, mm-hmm. and then you just you get out coached and out adjusted in the second mm-hmm. half. That's 
where Dorsey and Dable differ. Mm-hmm. Dorsey's never called plays in the NFL before. Dable yeah. has. So Dable knows the things to try to stay away from. Mm-hmm. So that being said, if you cannot make adjustments for your offense to come out in the second half, you're not playing complimentary football with your defense. Right. Okay. So that being said, Dorsey, I I put uh, the blame on Dorsey, but I also put an equal amount of blame on Allen with his decision-making, with some of the things that they're doing. You want to talk about the interception he threw? Take points, dude. You take points. You go up 13. You go up 30 to 17. I say the same thing and the same thing in overtime, right? Like, but look at look at where all the routes were. All of them were in the end zone. That's yeah. you can't you can't run your offense like that. You know, no. like Allen, you didn't need to score a touchdown on the twenty yard line. Like no. you still you have a minute. It you, still have a minute 30, you still have a minute thirty, two timeouts. Mm-hmm. Like take the yards. You were taking the yards to get there. Take the yards now. You know, yeah. and they got some they got fortuitous. Like let's not just pretend the Bills were in this game just by, you know, pure skill and Fortitude, like there was a pass interference on Dane Jackson against TJ for T, uh, while he was defending TJ Hawkinson in the corner of the end. So it was pass interference. It didn't get called. Gabe Davis did not catch that touchdown. Or did not catch that pass along the sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't ball get don't lie. Ball now, don't I'm lie. just, I'm just saying. You know, it's yeah. you were fortunate to be where you were, yet you still took risks. Like mm. you. But Allen has always done that. And I know people are going to be really, 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 really low on Josh Allen right now. But you live by the sword, you die by the sword. This is this is who he is. He's a dog, and he's going to try and win every snap. And sometimes that he's going to put the team on his back, and other times he's going to throw them under the bus. Today, in overtime, he put the team on, a, team on his back, running him down the field, and then made a really selfish and foolish decision. You know? Uh, you got to be more conservative there. He knows that. He knows mm. that because even the pass was off target, and it's because he didn't want to throw it to Davis. He wanted he wanted well, uh, whoever was on whoever was running the route well, no. in front of that. He had him beat when Allen wound up to let it go. He had him beat, but mm-hmm. Davis took it into the end zone at an angle instead of cutting it across. Mm-hmm. If he cuts it across, I don't think uh, Pat, uh, um, Peterson has a chance to undercut that. I just want to address this from Jermaine King, just to let everybody know in Hashtag Nation, this is a Dolphins fan coming to a Buffalo Bills post game. <laughs> uh, Jermaine, Jermaine's been here for a few weeks. He likes to give us uh, stuff here and there, so it's fun to have him. Josh Allen lost this game. I don't hear nothing about coaching or play calling. Um, I'm gonna, I, Like I said, I want to put it on both, Jermaine. I'm going to put it on both. I'm going to say that play calling is, is not if, – if you're coming out and you're scoring 20-some points in the first half, and you score three in the second. Yep. You're getting out adjusted in the second half. Right. That you're you're getting stymied. Okay. Right. So th- that something has to change. This is the third time now we've seen that since the bot or since the Kansas City game. Mm-hmm. So you have not scored any second half touchdowns since the Kansas City game. What well, do you think that speaks to? It's not just Josh Allen having a, a lackluster second half, which he has had a couple of them, mm-hmm. but it's not just on Allen. It has to. He has to be put in a position to be successful mm-hmm. and he's and he's not and he's not making good decisions either but you got to look at it this way he's had some very untimely turnovers ones that he usually well, doesn't he almost have. had another one he almost had another one in that overtime when he ran up the left sideline oh uh, i saw the ball move. tackle him yeah ball almost came yeah. out i think that that those two plays was him saying i i don't like anything i don't mm-hmm. in these plays i don't like yeah, it. i'm gonna that's, run that's fine that's fine. He gets he gets the authority to make that decision. But when you stopped Minnesota on the one inch line, I looked at my sixteen year old. He's like, "We won, we won." I was like, "This is where bad things happen, dude." Mm-hmm. Because you may see Buffalo intentionally take a safety here and punt this ball. Because this is where really bad things happen. Because Buffalo is going to get really predictable, and they're because you're going to get no time. There's no passing the ball in that situation. Unless Allen's lined up in the, in the shotgun. There's no passing the ball in that scenario. You're not running play action. You're not doing anything else. You're trying to get the ball out you know, out from one inch from the goal line. It's the most predictable play in sports. Like yeah. They weren't doing anything other than Allen trying to push that ball a yard. And what do you gain from that besides starting the clock, right? Yeah. At, at one point, like there's 40 seconds left in the game. You can't punt from there, right? No, You're no. stuck. You are stuck. 
So there comes a point where taking a safety makes sense. But at the same token, your defense was on its heels. You had a secondary, the entire secondary. You didn't expect any of them to play. You already lost Jermaine Edmonds in the game. Mm-hmm. So now you got, you know, uh, you're, you're in trouble. Like your defense mm-hmm. is in big, big, big time trouble. You can't take a safety there either. Right. Because yeah. now you're going to now you're going to put Minnesota back on the field. Like I get the situation that they were in. It was a lose lose. Um, and that's where nasty and bad things happen is on the one inch line that, you know, like you know, it almost makes you wonder, wouldn't it have been better had Minnesota just scored the touchdown and not, you know, like I, I know the re- end result was ultimately the same, but yeah. you know, you can't ever mark something up as a win. That's just not the way the NFL works. And, and, you know, I don't blame anybody for what happened on the goal line. It's, it's nasty down there. I think you right? got to dance with what brung you. Put him in shot. He's he's been catching the ball I, in shotgun agree, the majority of the game. I agree. Shotgun made the most sense there. Yeah, go shotgun. I agree. Shotgun. Do a do a double pulling guard mm-hmm. because you know they think they're going to run right up the middle. You seal the edge with with uh, with Knox, and you pull two guards around him. Let John let Josh make a decision. Mm-hmm. Him him one on one with a corner. I would I would rather have than him trying to push through six hundred pounds of humanity with his guard in front of him and the the guys you know everyone in the stadium knew he was going to try to sneak that oh yeah absolutely you know you, you had 11 guys on the line like yeah, you're not you're not going anywhere you're not going anywhere full. right you're not going um, anywhere paul is there um a lot of hashtag nation bills mafia are nervous because the buffalo bills just went from leading the east to being third in the east now because of their division record mm-hmm. uh miami dolphins are now in first place which for a week now we're gonna have to hear about um, and it's fine. Yeah. It is. It is what that's. This is the nature of of the beast. But yeah, I just want Dolphins fans to be very, very cautious of the fact that you beat a three and five Browns team that is just a shell of itself. Mm-hmm. So while you did, you know, you beat them. You won a game you were supposed to. Let's not anoint the, you know the Super Bowl champion. After week 10, please. Well, I think that this is also sort of, you know, you're going to hear the boo birds about, well, we should have just drafted Jefferson. Um, uh, first off, I completely disagree <laughs> with that. I billion percent disagree with that. Justin Jefferson is a very impressive, impressive wide receiver. Give him the story, with a, Paul. With a very good quarterback. You know, yeah. like it's a very good quarterback. You should not draft young quarterback and young receivers and put your team on the back of that. It, literally never works now it never works Diggs was the right pick for this team he continues yeah. to be the right pick and it's a different animal Diggs looks at it now and says i'll take seven yards jefferson on the other hand doesn't like how many catches did justin jefferson have today that were over 15 yards i think all of them i don't yeah. i don't even know if he had a single catch under 15 yards he's an animal right and he took he advantage he really of a secondary is. that would have been if trey were playing trey would have been on jefferson all day but you Trey have is Cam not Lewis. able to go. Cam yeah. Lewis was playing safety. Yeah. Guys. He made he just moved that he made that move last week. Jaquan Johnson was playing so bad that mm-hmm. you moved a corner to safety. A practice it, squad corner. Yeah. A Where's Marlowe, by the way? I don't know. I thought well, I thought I'd expect well, him to see him. Well, right Paul, now. we make this we make this argument all the time. Okay, mm-hmm. it's it's looking bleak. Let's just let's just go over the facts that nobody can deny. Let's go over the facts. Okay. Number one. The Bills have lost three games this year. They're six and three. They've lost three games by a total of eight points. Three games that they easily could have won. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, injuries happen all over the NFL. I'm not going to blame it on injuries. But the Buffalo Bills came into this game moving a converted corner to safety. Mm-hmm. Why would they do that? Why would they pull Tremaine? Why would they do why would they not start Trey White? Guys, the Vikings are an NFC team. If you're going to lose one and punt one away, you're going to punt the NFC games. It's a, it's a long, it, it's a long season, you it know, is. and I know that's a hard thing to like hang your hat on, but it's a, it's a long season. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, it is. I, it's I a very long here. season. Uh, Alpha Rob, he says, Eagles shut down Jefferson. Did Frazier watch the tape? Obviously not. It's, it's hard when you don't have the horses, man. It's hard. You got Dane right. Jackson out there. You got. Uh, who played very well? You got Benford, who played very well. I just when they had to get one on one with Jefferson, you're not going to win that battle. There are number one no. corners in the league that don't win that battle with Jefferson. Like right. Paul said, and, he, the guy's just he an it. animal. 
and you did it with uh, by NFL standards, a, a, you know, a, a junior college secondary, right? And I mean, really good for you that you good for you that you kept, you know, one of the top scoring teams in the league. Uh, you know, uh, you kept them out of the game for a while, but mm-hmm. they were going to figure it out eventually. Right. Yeah, and they did. And, they, and did. they did. Oh, absolutely. They did. Absolutely. They did. And I think one of the problems that you ran into was, you know, at, the script I liked early in the game. Like, I really did. Uh, the first quarter of the game, I was like, okay, Buffalo, wow, you saw the Jets game, saw that you can pick a, a defense apart underneath. And they picked Minnesota apart underneath. They got ahead. And then you watch the third quarter and what happened? All mm-hmm. of that went away. Why did yeah. it all go away? Right. It all went away because. Minnesota started knocking back at the door and what happens? Well, now Josh starts pressing downfield, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's all a lesson. And and I'm happy to take my lumps against a Minnesota team that is going to make the playoffs and is possibly going to be the NFC representative, right? Like they are that good a football team. I'm you fine with see, that. You could see Minnesota, San Francisco, right? Just banging it yeah. out to go to the bowl and that's fine. I'll, uh, that's, I'm good there, yeah. but I saw a question. I think Alpha Rob said it. Why not play, um, Xavier Rhodes? Xavier Rhodes is still probably a week away from coming back. Um, yeah. he, when they're on the practice squad, they normally don't put him on injured reserve because there's no reason to, yeah. um, you can't, if somebody would have wanted him. They would have taken him already. There's no right. reason to put him on IR. Right. Yeah, exactly. If he's hurt, nobody's snagging him off, off the practice squad. Right. Mm. So that's why he's probably still a week away. Um, and you know, it's, Again, another game without Jordan Poyer, who I think is far more banged up than this team is willing to admit. I think they're yeah. probably a little bit past the point of being able to put him on IR because you don't get time. You know, you don't get time already served. Uh, yeah. You know, you don't get credit for time already served. Um, so it, it's at this point, you just have to ride out the Poyer injury. Um, losing Tremaine made a big difference in shutting down the run. I'll tell you that. Once Tremaine went out, Dalvin Cook started having a field day. I don't think that's because that's the player Tremaine is. I think that's because responsibility shifted on Milano and it just made the game harder. Yeah, the, the one, the uh, you know, they start hitting the cutback lanes. Milano was over pursuing a yeah. few of those plays and so was Dotson. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. um, I mean, I think they saw what they wanted out of Christian Bedford mm-hmm. um, today and they stopped. Um, <sighs> You know, it's 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 tough. To, it's tough to you know sit here and talk about obviously a Bills loss, a Bills loss that they middle of the third quarter. Paul, I was sitting there and I'm going, you know, they don't deserve to win this game. They really don't. They're not playing like they deserve to win this game. And it's awful for someone who survived the drought. Who we started, we we literally started our broadcasting of the Buffalo Bills in the middle of the drought. Oh yeah, so it was. Awful. We had many years where this was not fun. Like <laughs> it roughly. Was awful. First week in December, we're talking about draft picks. I mean, it was bad. Yeah, it was awful. It was so awful. When, when certain things like this happen, I'm not frustrated. I'm not annoyed. I'm not down. I'm not upset. I'm just sitting there going, you know, what, it's like you're better than this. You're a better yeah. team than this. What yeah. is going on? What it, What is missing? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I, you know I'm going to go back to the Dorsey thing. I'm not going to hammer that too hard, but I'm just going to say the fact is this. You you're not scoring points in the second half. Why? Hashtag right. nation. I'll ask you why. Mm-hmm. All right. You know what? If if you don't like my opinion of why it is, then give me another one. Give me one that you think would work. I, why why is it that the Buffalo Bills can score points in the first half off of their script, first plays, first drive, certain things like that, but they can't score a touchdown in the second half of any game in the last three games? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I point it, coach. I, yeah, I you, I think at some point you have to, right? Yeah. If you're the offensive coordinator, you have to put your foot down and say, cut the nonsense. We need to take the yards as they come. And they did in overtime, right? They did a really good yeah. job of taking the yards that were there because Josh, in an overtime scenario, is another team's worst nightmare because he could break a run for 30 or he could put the ball in the end zone from his own 20. Like, he's <laughs> another team's worst nightmare, right? So, it it the yards are always there right it's whether they choose to really take them or not right the mm-hmm. yards are always there for buffalo and josh oftentimes bypasses that to try and throw it in anticipation throw and sometimes anticipation throws end up with an, an interception in the end zone in overtime because when josh threw that ball gave it you know gabe's cut wasn't clear you know it's mm-hmm. it, it happens but i think it does say an awful lot about the offense 
where that script are predetermined routes. Whereas as you get later in the game, they kind of let the receivers figure the routes out, find the spots. You know, yeah. I think you need to pull back on that. You don't have an experienced enough wide receiver group to be able to do that. I don't trust McKenzie to do that. I certainly don't trust Shakir to do that. Gabe Davis saw nine targets today, six receptions, one that really shouldn't have even counted, uh, yeah. 93 yards. But I think it highlights the fact that in this upcoming draft, if you're not looking at tackle, right? Yeah. Um, because I don't get me wrong, Spencer Brown played fine, right? But you got a ton of value at that tackle position. Uh, he, played, he, he played fine he, coming back from injury. Coming back from injury, he played fine. Um, better than Quisenberry. So that's that's the that's the level that I'm at, right? It was better than what we saw the previous three games. <laughs> um, I think you really have to look at wide receiver. And you're going to get a shot yeah. at him. This is a very QB-heavy draft, so teams are going to get real aggressive. And uh, you'll probably be able to, if you're Buffalo, move up five, six, seven spots and snag a receiver. You know, Justin Jefferson was the fourth receiver off the board. But, I mean, you're going to be able fourth to get Fourth or fifth. Fourth or, fifth, fourth or yeah. fifth, fourth or fifth, yeah, yeah. So you'll be able to get a guy in the back end of the first round, and you I know, think you, I think the the game here is you saw what Jefferson did, right? You say, imagine if we had a dynamic athlete like that. Gabe Davis is very good, but Gabe Davis is not the athlete that no. Justin Jefferson is. And there's a reason he was in the fifth round. He was picked in the fifth round, and there's a reason that he gets certain things that he gets. But I'm saying, I, uh, I just want to say it from Stefan, one reason: next man up mentality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know what, Paul? I, I I had mentioned it to you. I said, listen, the Jefferson Diggs. I just want to touch on that really quick. I said that to Paul a long time ago. I almost did an article back in August, and he could he could he could definitely vouch for that. The fact that I was like, you know what? Why don't we just explore? Because we always like pissing people off with our stupid mm -hmm. things. Me, sorry, I like pissing people off. With stupid <laughs> things. Uh, I was just saying, listen, why don't I just say, what if the what if the Bills would have just you know kept that pick and didn't trade it away and got digs and you know this and that and paul literally just sat me down and said listen josh allen was a young quarterback he needed a veteran wider wide receiver to teach him how to look at certain things how to look at coverages how to do this and that in the third a young receiver is not going to do that and he said look at the jets the jets tried to do that they tried throwing first round pick after first round pick at wide receivers to help their young quarterback when they're both not seeing the same thing and they're not yeah. seeing what they're supposed to see. Baltimore's done the um, exact same thing. We Baltimore bang on, We bang on Lamar for not developing as a passer. But at some point, you got to have some leadership from the wide receivers. you got to mm -hmm. have somebody saying, no, 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 no. That's not what this is. This is how this play breaks down. Like you got to have somebody that's a leader in that wide receiver group. And, and Baltimore's thrown first-round pick after first-round pick after first-round pick at wide receivers. And all of them wash out. Yeah. It's no leadership from that group. Matthias brings up a great point. Just for the good cause, since there's no other reason as of now, obviously he's referring to the Williams Syndrome Foundation. All Super yes. Chats go uh, in donation to the Williams Syndrome Foundation from today's stream. So thank you very much, uh, Matthias. Matthias, always always a pleasure, Matthias. Thank you, and the Williams Syndrome Foundation thanks you so much. Uh, but no, you're right. And, and you know, it, but, this stretch, but that stretches further, right? That even stretches into the defense. Yeah, because you looked at Cam Lewis, and Cam Lewis got picked on today, which you, of course, would expect, right? But of course, you'd expect that. But Cam Lewis uh, going for the pick against Justin Jefferson on fourth and what eighteen just knocked the ball away. Did we not? Like I texted you, and you responded hashtag Arizona. Like, <laughs> didn't we learn our lesson here already? Like, come that's on. the. And and you and you wonder why that's the answer to the question. Why don't you ever just have a, a cornerback go to safety? Because they're still playing cornerback in their mind. Yeah, that's <laughs> safeties, right. Safeties safeties knock that down. Corners don't. Yeah, yep. and but that's <laughs> a play that changed. But that's the play that changed the game. Donnie it Brooke did. mentioned it. He, that's that's a play that changed the game. You could go back and say there's five or six plays that dynamically changed the outcome of this game. That's what and I'm you, saying. It's not like they're what? getting blown away. Well, and I can't even get mad at the at the officiating because they they let a lot of they were lot, consistent. They I will were, say that it was consistent. I, could, there I was, could not there be was mad. Time, yeah, I couldn't I'm be sorry. mad. There were times where I saw stuff and I was like, "Come on, you got to call that." And then you watch the replay. You're like, "No, it was clean. It was clean enough." Right? There was a point where I was like, "Clean enough." Like even the Singletary fumble, I wasn't mad about it because while I don't believe it's a fumble. I understood why they reviewed it. They went through the process. They couldn't overturn it. Yeah. Okay. It's a fumble. 
Uh, yeah. We have all these checks and balances in place. It failed all of them to overturn the call. All right. Okay. Sure. It's a fumble. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's a fumble. Hey, and I mean, yet I, another I, Singletary I, fumble. And again, we talk yeah. about a, con- a running back being a contract year. You can't give the ball away. In the few instances you do run the football, you can't be giving it away. You no. can't. No. And you know what, though? Uh, Alpha Rob even comes in. And, and, you know, what's the point of going for the uh, the pick? Knock the ball down. It's simple. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a practice guy who's been on a practice squad for how many years? He makes that pick. He's the hero. That's that's the problem. That was a me mentality, not a, not a we mentality. And you're that's a corner. Right. That's a, yeah. That was a corner playing. Uh, that's corner a corner playing safety. safety. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, Paul, I um, Edmonds not being in there. Let's discuss that because someone who who brought it up. Um, Mueller. Yeah. Mueller. Mueller. He he just said Edmonds and someone. Oh yeah, missing from the field was very noticeable. We bag on him quite a bit. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, <clears throat> I like Edmonds. I think that there's some some fundamental mistakes that he makes. <clears throat> a lot of people are very, very high on him. Um, do you think him not being in there for the second half really hurt the Buffalo Bills? So, I mean, I think it's a shift in responsibility, right? I, I don't think – I do think it impacted the Bills' ability to stop the run because they had – Dalvin Cook bottled up minus one long run, right? They had him bottled up pretty good. Yeah. Dalvin Cook being able to be an integral part of their offense in the fourth quarter and overtime was very, very hard for Buffalo to continue to get stops, right? Because Cook is is as dynamic as they get at the running back position. So I think Edmonds going out changed the dynamic of the responsibilities on Milano, and I think Milano felt like he had to work harder um, than he maybe needed to with Dotson next to him, yeah. you know, because, but look at it, right? If you look at this defense, let's start in the secondary, right? Any of those guys starting at the beginning of the season? Nope. Look at your corners. Were any of them supposed to start at the beginning of the season? I mean, Dane Jackson, I guess, right? Maybe and you draft, you draft Elam in the first round. You expect him to start, but you know, like I, I guess Dane Jackson's your only, I think he'll start this season. Then you look at by the by the third quarter, you look at your linebacker group, Milano, end of list. So you've got in the in the back end of your defense two starters, and one <laughs> of them was just a maybe, <laughs> like oh Trey's third, so Dane Jackson will start. And I think you know people are going to get on Dane Jackson. I did not. I don't have a problem with anything Dane Jackson did today. I thought there were times where his coverage was really tight. Jefferson pulled out tight, you know, tight receptions. Like it's really hard to say that, you know, a guy could go for two touchdowns and almost 200 yards receiving the cornerback wasn't doing a bad job. Dane wasn't on Jefferson all day, but there were a lot more times than not that Dane's coverage was, was as tight as it needed to be. Yeah. And Cousins throw and Jefferson's adjustments are just next level. Like that's you why know, they're a seven. That's why they, that's why they got seven wins. Well, yeah, that's, no, that's why yeah. that team has seven wins. No, you look at it. Like, that's what, that's why I, I say the whole uh, officiating thing doesn't bother me because I remember I, I saw Dane and Bedford grabbing the back of some jerseys quite a bit, quite a yep. bit. Yep. Um, so that one with Knox in the end zone, I, I didn't bother me. I'm like, listen, no. they're calling the game consistently. You call yeah. pass interference right there it's going to be reviewed and they're going to go through the whole game and dissect it and say, listen, you, you didn't call this, 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 and this, but you called this one right at the end. Like, right. I don't understand. Right. All right. Matthias. Uh, go ahead. I thought you were going to do it. Oh, no, no okay. go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, on the upside, we aren't uh, the hunted anymore, but are the hunters. It usually flips the mindset of the, of the team. I think they're still the, the hunted I don't think anybody wants to see the Bills succeed. To be honest with you, if I was if I was being honest with and, and uh, transparent with everybody, um, I mean, guys, make sure you hit oh, that. Oh, Dan that? Mitchell, the Bills Mafia Avengers are needed. We can reassemble <laughs> the Avengers. You we know what, reassemble. Dan? I got I got something to say to Dan, and I will I'll never advocate for this, but he just he just tweeted out that he has not drank the last two bills games so he feels oh, no fault nope nope can't do that to us dan nope Drop <laughs> those avengers straight. are needed yes yep fall off the wagon dan <laughs> do it for the mafia 
I'm do kidding. It for the I'm kidding. If if you, yeah, I'm kidding. Obviously, I've already clipped um, it. It's already clipped. It's <laughs> of, it'll be on Twitter later. Don't worry about it. Um, you know what though? Like, here, here's what I want to say. I mean, you guys, we could talk about the rest of the AFC East in a second, but here's what I want to talk about with the Buffalo Bills. They, um, you could say a lot of things about the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> there he goes. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, Appreciate there it, it is. Um, you could say a lot of things about the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are six and three. Still very much control their own destiny. Absolutely. Uh, this was an NFC game. They played an NFC opponent, so it doesn't affect the conference standings or their conference record. Mm-hmm. Is, it a, is, it a, is it a loss where the Buffalo Bills went from first the first seed to now third in the AFC East? Sure it does. Is it upsetting? 100%. The Buffalo Bills, if you had to ask yourself, did the Buffalo Bills, were they at 100% or, or did they even play 100% today? No. You can't answer yes to either one of those questions. Right. They are not at 100%, and they did yeah. not play at 100%. But, Mario, you and I both know that football is a game of attrition. It is. Right? The team that you start week one is not the team you start in week eight, which is not no. the team you start week 15. Right? Football is a game of attrition. And if you're looking at the Bears' schedule – not the Bears. If you're looking at the Jets' schedule, right? Because let's just back this up, right? you got the Browns and the Lions. I think this game, probably one of the reasons maybe you started Josh – uh, because clearly he played like he was healthy enough, right? And we could dissect yeah. that if if we really wanted to. Yeah, but, we can. Uh, yeah. We, you know, that that's probably an episode, right? I'll just be honest with you. That's probably an episode. It's about trust, but yeah, go, go it, ahead. It's very much about trust because you got the Browns and the Lions on short, right? Because you got Four the days. Browns game. Then right, exactly. Then you get the Lions on Thanksgiving. So like, you have to know what, what where Josh can go. Right. What is yeah. he capable of doing? And I think he showed today he is certainly healthy enough to continue to play decisions aside. Right. Um, and I think there's probably a point to where Josh thought he had to prove himself. Right. I don't think Josh needs to prove himself. I don't. Um, I, I think he's proven that he is a leader on this team. I don't think he needs to prove himself, but hey, I, I'm not going to fault the guy for being competitive. But the Jets, just to talk about it, have the Patriots, the Bears, the Vikings and then the Bills. Right, their next four games. Well, I mean, the the Vikings are going to give them everything they could handle because they do everything uh, well that the Jets are going to struggle with. Right. Uh, So this is this is uh, an awful lot. Oh God! Over this, what is this? This is this is the AFC East watching the Bills lose. Oh my God! Get out of here with that. (laughs) That is the fun. I don't even care. Get that out of is here hysterical. with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh that my god. That, that is, is hilarious. But what I'm saying is, you know, the Bills yeah. get the Browns and the Lions. And I think after those games, if the Bills are able to take both those games, right, you're looking at eight and three. And I think the division looks a lot different four games from now. It does. It does. You go you go eight and three. Obviously, you're gonna you're gonna we're gonna have to see how the other teams do in the um in the in the AFC, what other well, teams and, have? But it's like and, well, and Miami has the Texans, whatever. Uh, but then the 49ers and the Chargers. So good luck. Well, no, that, that's the thing good about it there. that I've seen is the fact is this: the Buffalo Bills, since winning the AFC East last year, mm-hmm. they play the first place schedule. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. How much pressure is really on them? I know they had Super Bowl expectations coming into this year, and everybody wanted that. I understand that. No team has ever lost to Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Super Bowl. Sorry, guys. McChicken, thank you. That's a guy. I don't even care if it's false or not. It doesn't I don't matter. Even, that's it McChicken. I don't care. That's hysterical. McChicken's never wrong. I just know that. That's uh, hysterical. You know, they're playing the first-place schedule, and you know a lot of these other teams that are not playing the best teams – Cross division or cross conference, mm. this is what this is what happens. I mean, the Buffalo yep. Bills open their season against the Super Bowl champions. I mean, yep. kind of a big deal. Um, yep. I mean, it seems like forever ago. It seems like right. forever ago they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, it does. It I feels mean, like another lifetime, right? I know, but, but I want to say this though. Last year, just to give everyone, um, just to give everyone a heads up, Patrick Mahomes. Um. Patrick Mahomes last year in going to the AFC Championship game, he he had a three game stretch where he didn't play very very well. The Titans, the Giants, and the Packers last year. Now, obviously, the Titans were the one seed. Mm-hmm. Giants they didn't even make the playoffs last year, did they? Who were they five the and twelve? 
Yeah, are you, I don't know. Are you high? No, they didn't. And then the Packers. Obviously, the Packers were a different team last yeah. year with Devontae Adams. Right. They had a three-game lull mm-hmm. where he didn't play very particularly well. However, they end up still going to the AFC Championship game. This is why I'm not that upset about this because I look at the technical aspect of it. I'm saying, listen, okay, are there things they need to fix offensively? Yes. The play calling in the second half has to change. And just like that, homeboy's gone. See, this is what happens when he starts changing screens. He gets God red. This wasn't me. <laughs> you are straight killing me. You get that that red <laughs> button fever. You're like, hold on, let me close out this web real quick. And you just straight. No, leave. it's not, dude. I. I have, for some reason, for some reason, my my desktop cleaning service that I have wants to get wants to run every day at Sunday at six o'clock, and I have no idea why. This is why this is why I your computer is finished on Monday. The last part arrives for it Monday. This is thank, amazing. Thank God. Thank right, God. That's all I have that, to say. You know, that's this is why I'm not upset though about these these losses. I mean. Imagine the Bills at three and six right now. The city would be burning. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I agree that it could be worse, Mario, but that's like, that's not a comparative argument that's good right now. Like, you can't just make that comparative argument. Like, come on now. In the so, losses that the Buffalo Bills have had, was it something that they just got completely overpowered and overmatched? No. No, no. they, they they fucking pissed away every game they lost. Exactly. Right? Every game they've lost. With that being said, I think today showed you that Allen was healthy, which would have been a problem for the next four games if he wasn't. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a positive, right? You could at least take that positive away. Allen is healthy enough to play. Now, the one thing I will say is I, you know, resting him if he does, and I'm just going to talk about elbow damage just for a second. I, this again will probably be a whole nother episode, but if you have a, if you have a partial tear in your UCL, so that ligament, the ligament that runs down the middle of the elbow, right? There's a yes. nerve that's yeah. there. If you have a partial tear in your UCL, you can continue to play resting. It does absolutely no good. The only thing that happens is if there's swelling that will impact the nerve, the nerve impacts feeling in your fingers and your hand, right? So that's what, that's what they were dealing with with Josh was the, was the swelling and the nerve issue. Uh, that's why he didn't practice all week. If he truthfully does have any ligament damage in his elbow, it is not a full tear because he wouldn't be able to throw anything, but he could play through a partial tear. However, if any swelling does arise because there's a partial tear in his UCL, which I have not has not been confirmed, the league will not force Buffalo to release that, and Buffalo will certainly not tell anybody. But if he were to have a partial tear in his UCL, which is what I'm imagining is the most likely scenario, um, he will occasionally deal with problems throughout the entire season where his feeling uh, and his hand goes numb. That will happen all season. Yeah. And it, it doesn't get better. It will solely be because of swelling. Um, and that's just because he's got trauma and he's likely got trauma in the elbow. You're talking so, about the snap? He didn't feel the snap? I'm saying I'm not saying that that's the reason. I'm saying it would not shock me uh, if he deals with uh, loss of feeling uh, and grip strength in that hand. So I, I'm, I'm just I'm saying, I'm not saying that's what it is, Mark. I'm, I'm done with it, you. Though, done with that you, is Mark. a scenario where, although it's again, powder keg scenario, powder keg situation on the goal, on the one inch line inside your own end zone, right? Anything could go wrong. Probably yeah. not that, but I, but I am saying that it is something you could see when Alan starts shaking that hand, it might be because there, there's some swelling in that elbow. Swelling in the elbow is going to impact the nerve. The nerve impacts uh, feeling the pain. So just got to know that. I'm not I'm not doing this with you, Paul. I'm not doing this. Because the last time you talked about his UCL was 20 seconds after he got hit last week. Yeah. And oh, four yeah. days later, it came out on mainstream media. Yeah. I'm not doing like, this oh, with no, you. That's UCL, that's UCL damage. Yeah. Josh, did you feel the snap? No. Yeah. I have some tingling in my fingers. Yeah, he'll never say that. He'll never say that. No, no, he'll never say that. He's too. Yeah. No. Never, never. I, I and I, I certainly, well, hold on. Let's just back this up. I see Alan say, I knew I would hear excuses. Pissing away a game is not a good thing. Of course, pissing away a game isn't a good thing, Alan. And we are certainly not here to make excuses. I think that's, we would, we're not making excuses at all. Uh, I am saying, though, that there are positives you can take out of every game. 
this one is that uh, I think you kind of answered your questions on your secondary. You need to get Xavier Rhodes healthy as soon as possible. You need to get Trey White back in the field as soon as possible. You need to get Jordan Poirier back in the field as soon as possible. Tremaine Edmonds on the field as soon as possible. You need to get your defense back uh, as soon as possible. I think, you know, you could bank on going with the junior college, uh, you know, secondary for a little bit. Um, but it's all smoke and mirrors, man. Like you're going to, you're, the league catches up to people quick. Um, yeah. And, they, and, you know, today was a better game for the wide receivers, right? I know Allen accepted 49 passes, but today was a better game for the wide receivers. But I still, uh, I still think the Bills are lacking dreadfully at wide receiver three, which impacts the targets that Davis gets and impacts the targets that Diggs gets. You know, that, that yeah. would be a huge problem for me. Paul, I brought something up to you at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Before the game. I don't remember what that was. Please, please restate. I'll enlighten you and hashtag nation on it as well. I, I thought it was very, very interesting. And you asked me why, and I gave you reasoning, and you thought it was actually, there was somewhat tied together. I said, is Devin Singletary, because we're talking more about the game. This is more outside of the game. We may have an episode on this too, guys. Is Devin Singletary the offensive equivalent to Jordan Boyer? Oh, I remember you saying that. Yeah. yeah. I remember you saying that. And hashtag Nation, let me explain to you why. Both of these guys are essentially in contract years. If we're thinking about it, they're in contract years. One guy has been battling injury since camp, been in and out of the lineup at key moments. Let's not, let's, let's not say, we could say what it is. He's taken, you know, a few choice you know, games that he's wanted to miss. First game, not having Hyde next to him, they play the Dolphins. Then Milano's not playing against a run-heavy team in the Jets. He's not playing. Now, today, he doesn't play. I, I can see why they held him out today because it's an NFC game. I don't care about those. I really, I honestly don't. You guys can talk about this to me all you want. I don't care about NFC games, winning NFC games. Yeah. I it mean, you and I are in the same boat there. Yeah, doesn't affect me. If you're going to lose um, games, lose the, lose, yeah. lose the NFC games. But is Devin Singletary the offensive equi- equivalent of Jordan Poyer where he hasn't been extended a contract? We don't know about the talks going on behind the scenes. He doesn't seem like he's going to get extended with the signing of Naeem Hines or the trade for Naeem Hines. I, it just doesn't seem like he's going to be in a Bills uniform next year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I completely agree with that. Yeah, I don't expect to see Devin Singletary back, especially if he continues to fumble the football. Like he's just going to oh, yeah. make it. He's digging his own grave there. This team. You know, the only people that are allowed to make turnovers are if, if uh, you know, your name plate says Allen. Uh, other than that, you're not allowed to have a turnover. Unfortunately, and I, yeah. Yeah, and I see Andrew saying, isn't there any accountability for Allen as it relates to the wide receiver play? Uh, oh, the last play, it's Singletary for seven yards. They threw it in the end zone on first and ten. Yeah, I mean, again, we talked about that kind of in the early middle part of the stream, Andrew. Um, yeah. Part of that, Mario thinks a bit of that's on Dorsey. I, I'm inclined to agree with him there. But uh, Allen has a tendency in the last month to lose um, the uh, to lose focus on taking what's there. Right. You'll see it at the beginning of the game. Yeah. takes what's there. They score a bunch of points at the beginning of the game, and then you just get out of it. And I think a lot of that is just because as the game wears on, you start calling plays where your wide receivers get to do what they want. And a lot of times when our receivers are doing what they want, they're not always doing what they need. Um, and that's not exactly a fault of the wide receivers or the tight ends or the offensive line or even Josh. Um, you know, I think you got to start getting more control of that offense um, from the booth. Yeah, I'm sitting there. I have to agree with Mark. But the thing, yeah, the thing that I want to just add with Dorsey is that those certain decisions that Josh Allen makes around Josh Allen, mm-hmm. I'm talking about putting the guy in the, in the position to win. Like, remember last last year we would talk about all those games, and I would text you throughout the game. I'm like, what is Dable trying to set up here? Because you, you really you have your script in the beginning of the game, 15, 20 plays. You have your script. What are we trying to set up? Was Battling injury. Joe. Joe is hot right now. Joe. He's voice well, and he's on he's on he's doing what you say, right? He, he's on the train of listen, you know what? Poyer Poyer missing games is a financial decision. That is a business decision. It is. And he and he's he's I, smiling now with Rosenhaus. Because the last he, two games he missed, they lost. He, he's got a viper for an agent. A he viper does. for an agent. 
what I'm talking about is this, is the script. You have your 15 to 20 plays that you run. Now, you're trying to see where the holes are in this defense and how they game plan against you. That's how it is. I don't see him trying to set up stuff for later in the game, and that's what's bothering me. And maybe that's what – I mean, if he's just trying to say, hey, this will break open, this will be a big play, this will be a big play. Often teams teams that are very, very reliant on the big play are the ones that do not go very, very far in the playoffs because it's not sustainable. What did what did Tom Brady have for twenty years? He had an eight yard passing tree. How many rings did he does he have exactly? So I think the uh, obviously you can dissect it. You say he should have dumped it down the motor there. He he easily gets ten, maybe fifteen yards. You get a first down, new set of downs, and you still had two timeouts. Yeah, you, you know when they took the that, field, that's it was like three forty. Yeah, it was three forty one left. Mm-hmm. You, you're you're in your four minute offense anyway. Mm-hmm. That's. You have that script in front of you. You got over in four minute offense. You got six minute offense. You got two minute yeah. offense. You Minnesota, got those at your disposal. Minnesota didn't care at all about if this game ended in a tie because look at what they did. They said, listen, we got 10 minutes. We're going to take seven of them. And yeah. We're going to make this as hard on you as possible. We don't score. We're going to give you no time. No time. And they wound the clock down on every single snap. Right, they did a great job of burning seven minutes in that in that overtime. Did a great and, job, and you didn't see that defensive front get tired. It was overtime, and they were still coming after Cousins. Can you believe yep. that though? Like, I, if there's well, a bright spot yeah, all, in this game, they're only playing fifty percent of snaps. Mario, come on now. My point is this: I heard, I saw Frazier's name a couple times in the chat. He knows what he's doing. These guys were fresh at the end of the game, or else Cook would have ran all over them even more than he did. They were all – there was the only thing that was consistent with the, with the entire game was that defensive front. The it's really thing. hard It's really hard for me to get mad at the offense when you needed to score 34 points to win a game, and it's really hard for me to get mad at the defense when they the you had seven guys playing who six guys playing who were not supposed to be starters for you this year. Right? Like it's really really seven, hard for me to get mad at that. You had like well, yeah, like conservatively you had six. Yeah. That's what six. I'm saying, it's six guys who we're not expected to start for you. All NFL players. So let's just, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all NFL players. But I think the drop off, you don't plan, obviously, you don't plan for that to happen. But I mean, this is what ground zero looks like. So yeah. we can get mad at the defense for giving up a ton of points. Yeah, you're going against a very, very good offense that spreads you out because they're so good at every skill position, right? The trade for yeah. Hawkinson made them a, made them a much better team. A much better team for Hawkins. That yeah. was a great move for them. Very wise. But, you know, they struggle a little bit on the offensive line. Cousins gets the yips every now and again, right? Like, he's mm. not a perfect player, but he will do it right often enough to put 33 points up. You know, like, they're a very good team. They fumbled the snap. Stop giving them all those points. <laughs> they had two stands where they, inside of their one, or inside of their five, I'm sorry. They had two stands inside of their five, and they gave up three points, and that was in overtime. You know that. Come on. When, when Ham ran that ball in, and they said that's his first touchdown in five years. Of course, the Bills fan I, of me went, of course, right? <laughs> of course, it is. But um, the but movie buffing you said what? Oh, the movie buffing me. I knew. I uh, thank you for saying that. The movie buffing me remembered Major League Two, where Charlie Sheen is sitting on the couch throwing the baseball up in the air to himself, and his and his girlfriend talks about how the guy that just hit a four hundred foot home run off of him was due because he had never hit one of the majors in like twelve years. <laughs> never? No, never. I thought you knew. <laughs> I thought you knew. <laughs> right. It's you know it's. It's funny, and you know, we want to thank the the hundred people that are in here. Make sure you, you leave a like, just because it sends it out to everybody. That lets know this is a pretty fun channel over here. We don't get to uh, best time to put money on the Bills to win the Super Bowl right now. Yeah, razor sharp picks, baby. Um, That's right. You know what? I, it's this is the thing why I'm not worried about this team. They are not playing their best football. We've no. seen them pretty close to it play their best football. I think Tennessee was when they played their best football. That was a good game for them. That was a very three three phases of the game. They played their best football, which coincidentally what was the last time they had Hyde, I think. Yeah. I think it was the last game they had Hyde. I think um, that might be right. 
So, you know, they're trying to figure it out in the back end. They're, 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 that, that secondary is put together with bubble gum and duct tape. Literally, you look at some of those guys, they're just wrapped up. I don't think Dane Jackson is a neck. Benford's right. hands all taped up. Yeah. And you know what, though? I, it may sound like a, you know, a sour Bills fan just making excuses, but you got to look at you know, the big picture of the entire team. You want to win, and you want to win consistently in the NFL. You have to play complementary football. The Bills are not doing that. You need to limit your mistakes if you have injuries on your defensive side of the ball. You need to control the clock and keep the ball so you can make teams one-dimensional. The problem is the Buffalo Bills, in a zone-pass-defense scheme that they have, you want to make them one-dimensional, which means you want to put up a ton of points. So they have to throw the ball. problem is when you make a team have to throw the ball on you and you don't have a secondary, it's a little tough. Right. So the defensive line even has added mm. pressure on them because of that. So, you know, yeah, just, I'm, I'm with you, Mar. And I think a lot of times people get upset because everybody was seeing first seed, right? The first four weeks of the season said the Bills are going to win the first seed, you know? Yeah. And listen, that, that might that might not be in the cards. They'd have to run the table and even then still probably get just a shade of help, right? If that's the way the season goes, then that's the way the season goes. The first seed doesn't mean anything, right? Like, is it a better chance that you'll make it to the Super Bowl? Sure, but it doesn't help you in that game. No. Right? Like, uh, the game is the game, and this is the way the game's playing, right? So you yeah. just got to look at the next game. They're going, they're going against the Browns team. That will give them everything they could handle um, because Nick yeah. Chubb is a freak, just a complete freak. And those are the games that scare me. Are the teams that can control the game on the ground? I, they still, I still have that worry for them. Um, Jacoby Brissett does not scare me at all. This is the last game before Deshaun Watson makes a comeback, so Brissett's going to do everything he absolutely can to show that he is capable of starting uh, somewhere another NFL team somewhere next year. Right, yeah. this is his last chance to audition for another team, and yeah. Brissett's an, is is a a slightly below average NFL starter who absolutely should be employed by somebody somewhere. Right. Oh, no but, doubt. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Um, and actually he's his own agent, by the way, there's not many of those, not many of those. He's yeah. his own agent, went to school for business. And he's, we have he's to be, we have to be careful in saying it though. But I mean, he should have, Paul's saying he should have a job somewhere, not a starter somewhere. Right. Well, let's just, right. let's be very clear about that. This guy right. should, he's one of the top 64 quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. But uh, that Browns team is going to give you everything you can handle. Um, the game is at home, which I'm thrilled about because this is the first game the Bills have dropped at home. Um, and I, you know, and then after that, you're you're in Detroit, you're in New England, then you're at home for the Jets and the Dolphins. Like the next five weeks of Bills football are probably the most exciting that the season has for you, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is where your season is made. It's not these two losses, the one to the Jets, the one to the Vikings. This is not where your season's made. The next five weeks are where your season is. Oh, 100%. Hundred percent, and then you got obviously, as Paul mentioned earlier, and we mentioned earlier, the fir- the you're gonna have two games in four days, so you have no time. And there's no rest for the for the weary in that. Yeah, and you're no. playing you're playing a Lions team that really is at this point. Once again, the Lions have nothing to lose. You might see fake punts. You may see, you know, running back passes. You know, trick plays. So we're going to the big show at nine. So hmm. sick burn. <laughs> play 17 games sean <laughs> you can't go nine and seven anymore hey, hey the math adds up math the, adds up if they had tied today they could have gone nine and seven i will oh god i will fist you in a chili's parking lot i swear to god i hate it when it you wouldn't be the worst thing that happened to me in the parking lot of a chili's i can say that <laughs> all right so mar we probably gotta wrap this up we do um so, listen, you know, top to bottom, I think everybody knows the Bills are a better football team than that. They played a very good football team today, um, a game that, again, even though they were favorites, uh, I didn't really understand why they were the favorite. I know they were at home, but, yeah. um, you know, you're going up against a very good Vikings team. Uh, and I think you should be excited about the fact that if Buffalo does grab a wide receiver in the first round um, in next year's draft, uh, what a fourth or fifth receiver off the board could look like you know like it's it could look really, pick, really if good. you pick right it it sure looks good and for those of you that want to go into work tomorrow and complain that the buffalo bills should have drafted jefferson instead of trading for Diggs back in that draft of 2020 just you just know two things number one i believe he was the fifth wide out taken number yeah. two you don't know if he's going to be there 
Just to, just just saying, guys. Just saying. You went for a sure thing to help your young quarterback. It was the right decision. I stand right by decision. I stand yeah. by that. Yeah. We may fight about it later. People might just throw stats in our face, but well, um, you know, the you know what happens is the test of time always outweighs that one, right? Because you look at it and you say, Oh, well, you know, um, well, over, you know, Diggs will be retired, you know, a it's seven years from now, Diggs will have been retired and Jefferson might still be playing. And that's like, oh, well, see, Buffalo should have just traded for Jefferson or shouldn't have yeah. made that trade for uh, for Diggs when they could have just got Jefferson. You don't know that at the time. Right? Can we just I, say I that, that that both teams won the trade? Yeah. Both oh, yeah. That's the definition wanted. of both teams winning the trade. Yeah. yeah. It, never, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. You normally mm-hmm. win when you get the player. Like that's that's the way. It yeah, works. yeah. So I mean, I I mean, just to close it out, yeah, because we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Thank you guys for uh, for joining us on uh, hashtag Sports presentation of the Buffalo Bills versus the Minnesota Vikings post game. Make sure to hit up all of our socials. Uh, obviously, the Buffalo Bills. What? I'm laughing at the receivers that were drafted before him. Are you ready Jaylen, for this, Jalen Regeer? He was a pick before him, and also on the same team now, right? Isn't yeah. Regeer returning kicks for them? Yeah. Uh, who else was there? 2020 draft. Who else was drafted ahead of him? Come on, oh, run the gamut. Jesus, Jesus, I have no idea. Go. Okay. I have no idea. Uh, CD Jamar Lamb. Chase. Nope, wrong draft. Wrong draft. Um, okay. CD Lamb, Jerry okay. Judy, oh. first receiver off the board at 12 to the Raiders. Darius Hayward Bay. <laughs> Henry Ruggs. Oh, Henry, yes. Henry wow. Ruggs, Ooh. no longer Ooh. in the NFL. Yeah, no. well, wasn't it wasn't the thing you just run a four three get drafted by the Raiders? That's man. what it was. That's what it was. Run a four was, three was, get drafted by the Raiders. Was that the draft that had Ridley too, or no? Was no. The, okay. No, I'm I don't think off. so. Yeah, you're way way off. I didn't know which one Ridley was. I can't. Remember. Yeah, this was, was the this was the Claypool draft. Ah, yes. And Claypool, that whole group. Okay. All right. I understand. All right. Got it. So, hashtag nation, Bills Mafia, the Buffalo Bills um, lost to an NFC opponent, so they did not hurt their conference record today. That's probably the only positive you could take out of this game. They have a bunch of things that they have to fix, but, you know, taking it tomorrow on Buffalo Bills non-victory Monday that they've lost three games by a combined eight points. So they're even when they play horrible, they're still in all of these games and they could easily have won two or all three of those games uh, if they did not shoot themselves in the foot. I don't see a team that's overpowering them at all, but with two games over four days playing the Browns and the um, Detroit Lions, you have time to fix. You have two teams that you should beat handily, and you should fix some things that you, that's going on there as well. Hopefully, some of the starters that have to come back will come back, and uh, the Buffalo Bills will get everything back on track and be eight and three very, very soon. So, oh, with uh, that, Paul, with that, that? I, one one last thing. So, uh, Donna Fazio says, "Where's Trey White? How long are they going to hold him out? Um, they activate him off pup, right? Um, because it's a year now. Up. It's been a year." Yeah, it's been a year, which is exactly the time frame, right, that you'd yeah. want to give them to recover. Uh, they held them out today. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what exactly the reason was, but they had to activate them off PUP. They only had so many days where they could keep them uh, not activated uh, without having to put them on injured reserve. So I, I think they just kind of gambled with it and said, we think we'll get him back before he would have to go to injury reserve for a minimum of four games. Uh, you're mm-hmm. still in that window. So if you get him back a game early, it was still the right play. But, he, you know, it's these things take a year plus to come back from. So, you know, it, we're probably we're probably not going to see Trey next week either. But I guess we'll yeah. find out. I guess I guess I'd like to see him against the Browns. He's playing at home. Right. I'd like to see him get some snaps. But I said that about today. I said that about the week before, too. You know, so it is it is what it is at this point. But they had to activate him when they did. And then they had a time where they didn't have to activate him but could keep him around. And they took that down to the wire. So he physically really isn't ready to come back yet. And But maybe we'll see him next week. I don't know. All right. We will we'll, we'll keep you guys posted if he does go active. And we will, uh, as we do, we'll, we will try, we'll be trending at that time. So. For Paul, I'm Mario, guys. Have a great night. And uh, don't let this loss beat you up too much. Guys. Yeah. Come on. Come on. All right. All right. We're out of here. Bye-bye, Ashley. 
Hello fellow Bills fans, Sean Rogers, Realtor and lead of the Mr. Rogers Homes team. Did you know that real estate is one of the best ways to build wealth and right now is one of the best times to own an investment property in Arizona? Please reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to answer any of your questions so we can take the next step to your financial freedom here in the Valley of the Sun utilizing real estate. As always, God bless America and go Buffalo!